Welcome, everybody, to the first annual Chicky Awards here on the Chick Foley Show. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas. I know I did. Got a lot of great gifts. And uh, I'm here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios in downtown Catonsville. And my illustrious co-host, I'm in my tuxedo, of course, for the award show. And uh, Sheena Phelps, across the pond, mm-hmm. is, uh, yep. is with us as well. What's up, Sheena? Not a whole lot. I'm wearing my ball gown as well as we <laughs> uh, ring in these Chicky Awards, our first annual Chickies, which I'm super excited about. I cannot wait. And uh, we want to hear from you guys. Shoot us an email at askchickfoley at gmail.com. And uh, give us your thoughts on the show, on uh, on wrestling in general, and uh, you know if we send you some figures, if we if you we do giveaways every single week here on the show. I don't know if we're doing one this week actually, but uh, we we always do. This is a special episode, so. But if we mm-hmm. do post a picture of it, we we appreciate that, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening. But uh, without further ado, let's get right into it, Sheena. What should our first category be? So our first category, I mean, you know, the, the Chick Foley show, we love us some action figures here. So we have to select our figure of the year. Very nice. Uh, we don't have any uh, nominees. We're just going to go right to we, me and her. Oh, yeah. Have... We don't we don't play around. We just no. go straight for the jugular. No. Like, you know, we don't want to tease you with what could possibly be the winner. We just want to tell you what the winner is, exactly. you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Phil, Phil has his winner and I have my winner because obviously, you know, everyone is entitled to their own opinion and everything in wrestling is subjective. So, um, yeah, like he said, we're super excited to hear what you guys think and what your winners of these categories are. So hit us up at askchickfoley at gmail.com or send them to the Chick Foley uh, DMs with the hashtag askchickfoley. All right. Well, I will go first. My wrestling figure of the year is the Ultimate Warrior Hall of Champions Elite figure, uh, Target exclusive. I, I don't have this fig. I don't know why I don't. I feel like I have like 30 Ultimate Warriors, so I have to kind of control myself. But uh, probably the, the best-looking Ultimate Warrior figure that's ever come out, and um, it's it's pretty badass, Sheena. Yeah, that is a very, very strong choice, um, and it was definitely in my top contenders as I was making you know my final pick. Um, I selected uh, Elite 57 Rollins. This is the Seth Rollins from uh, WrestleMania 33, where he's wearing the uh, Jamie Lannister-inspired Kingslayer gear, has the shield um, on his chest with, like, you know, the dragon scales carrying the torch. Um, It is just, like, one of my favorite figures of the year and just the gold gold ring gear. Um, It's incredible. Oh, very nice. Oh, you get a round of applause for that one. All right. Yes. Wow. (laughs) Thanks to you. Thanks to our sponsor, YouTube, for the uh, round of applause sound effect. <laughs> um, there's there's a lot of great candidates. We had an episode a couple weeks ago where we talked about our top ten figures of the year. So go back in the archives, as Conrad would usually say, and listen to that one because uh, we 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 dove into all the best figures of 2018 on that show. Let's go to yep. botch of the year, and this is the only category. Well, actually, we know we had a different one on this ca- on this one. I'll let you go first. Botch of the year. So. I mean, in my opinion, there's only one true botch this year that really stands out, and that has to be Titus O'Neil's Royal Stumble, his Titus World Slide at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, it is so funny. I laughed so freaking hard um, when I saw it, and then, like, you know, they just kept replaying, like, the little um, gif, like, over and over and over again, and it just is always funny. Um, I am very 
thankful that he tripped when he did because if he had been a few steps closer, he would have bashed his face on the ring apron and it would have been way less funny. But um, to me, that was definitely botch of the year. That was, and I can't really argue with you. I have one from the same event. Uh, this is uh, Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal where Jeff came, oh, off, yeah. Jeff came off the top rope with a kind of a twist of fate moonsault type of thing and totally missed the mark, but Jinder Mahal fell down anyway and played the part, so... That was uh, that was probably a long plane ride to uh, to the greatest Royal Rumble down there in the Saudi. He money. was he was trying really hard. Let's just say you know he, no one can say that he doesn't sell. That's true. That is true. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's move on to our next category. I believe it is match of the year. No, it's feud of the year. Let's go feud of the yes. year. Uh, and I will go first on this one. Okay. Uh, I had the same as you, so yep. <laughs> so it's tough, um, and it's it's hard to argue with anything from the main roster on this one because I don't remember a feud that's spanned as long as this one. But Gargano versus Ciampa, and yep. it's over at this point now. With in the last couple of weeks of the year here, but man, they've they had some barn burners and they stretched that feud. I I would love to see that happen again on the main roster, but wow, what what awesome storytelling down at NXT with those two. Yeah, you know, they had their three epic matches, and this feud has been going on for a year now. I mean, and it's take it's taken so many interesting turns, you know. Um, and even when they had other feuds going on, like, there was still that underlying tension with the two of them. And their storylines, you know, they've been the unifying thread for NXT this year. And it's look like it looks like we're going to go into 2019 with Gargano and Ciampa at the helm as well, you know, with this star-crossed, like, DIY reunion that we have. Yeah, I think it, it puts a good twist on it and it allows you to break them up again and do it all over again maybe when they get caught up after WrestleMania. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool to see them on, on Raw as a tag team for a little while before you split them up again. But, uh, yeah, those guys have been killing it down in NXT and I'm glad they didn't get caught up yet because uh, NXT is going to have a huge hole to fill once those two are gone. Yeah, uh, both those guys are great. Tag team of the year is our next category. Who's uh, yeah. your tag team of the year? Um, I would have to say tag team of the year is the undisputed era. Um, you know, they won the tag titles last November and then they, you know, lost them for a small blip of time to mustache mountain, uh, like, you know, in June and then they won them back the same month and they've been the champs ever since, you know, so it started out with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby fish. And then it switched over to being, uh, Roderick strong and Kyle O'Reilly at, you know, at takeover new Orleans. But I mean, those guys have just been incredible. Their whole faction is incredible. And I'm excited for 2019 for these guys. Cause you know, as, as uh, they said, they're going to be draped in championship gold, and I'm I'm super pumped to see that. For sure, uh, another one that's hard to argue with. Those guys have been dominant down there. I, I had a tough time choosing one that was different. I went with the Usos. I, I honestly couldn't tell you if they've held the titles this year. I'm sure they have, but they have yeah, they had have. <laughs> they've had some awesome matches. I just get confused with the New Day and the Bar and those guys going back and forth, but. Uh, New Day has had some awesome matches over the course of the year. Uh, sorry, the Usos have had some great matches over the course of the year with the New Day, and they've really been the d- most dominant tag team on the main roster. Uh, so I, I'm going to go with the Usos. Yep, that's a good choice. I mean, the Usos have been um, have been amazing. I mean, they've been up there with – they've been on SmackDown with, uh, like you said, the Bar and the New Day. So they've really had to up their game because those guys are awesome. So it, they have really gotten to show their best self this year, which I'm, I'm super excited about. Props to so the bar, props to the bar too, because those guys started on raw. They moved over to SmackDown. They've held belt, you know, belts on both brands. Uh, they've been, they've been pretty, I thought they were going to be a flash in the pan when they first got together. It was just kind of a throw together type of thing. 
but uh, they've they've been pretty uh, pretty well suited for each other. Yeah, and they've um, they've won me over a little bit, which you know I, I was not anticipating. You know, I was never a fan of the bar, and the more they the more they keep going, the more I'm like, okay, I can get down with the bar. Yeah, the more they rap, the more you you like them. <laughs> oh man, I can do without no more rapping, no uh, more rap. Ice Ice Shamey, I can do without the bar. I, I like. Yep. How about the uh, show of the year? I guess you can't call this pay per view anymore, but let's call it the show of the year. So our show of the year, my personal show of the year. I know I've I've had a pretty NXT heavy um, hand here so far in the in the Chicky Awards, but I mean NXT just I mean they are always great. So I have to go with NXT in Philadelphia. It was uh, in January, so it was long, almost this time last year. So January 27th, and the card was just amazing. We had you know Roderick Strong versus Tyler Bate for uh, the UK Championship, um, the Undisputed Era. You know Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly defeated the authors of pain uh velveteen dream and cassius ono had a match there was uh ember moon defeated Shayna baszler for the um nxt women's championship alistair black defeated adam cole in an extreme rules match which i mean if, if you haven't seen that it's amazing and then uh, probably one of the best matches that i've ever seen uh andrade cian almas with selena vega um defeated johnny gargano for the nxt championship yep uh Awesome card that Ember Moon Shayna Baszler match. I remember being really good, and of course the main event there is one of the best matches of the year. We'll get to that a little bit later on, but yeah, an awesome card. I'm gonna go. I don't know if it's if it's recency bias. I'm trying to stick more uh, main roster here, but I'm gonna go with TLC, which we just saw on Sunday. I think yeah. top to bottom, you know, with 12 matches, it seemed like a pretty staunch card, but uh, it was paced well. It was good storytelling. I feel like the uh, the, the champions went over well, and uh, we didn't have to watch Brock Lesnar wrestle, so that was good. Uh, <laughs> the only real dud on that card was the the, the, the Baron Corbin Braun Strowman thing, which ha- mm-hmm. kind of had to happen. And uh, right. the Seth Rollins, you know, if that Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose match was, you know, at a bit different spot in the card or maybe on a different show altogether, it would probably be a lot better. But uh, overall, I think it was a uh, probably the best card of the year for the WWE. Yeah, it was it was really good. It was it was very very good. I was like I said, and I think it just came off as such a surprise, which is what made it even better. Is that I just wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Now, uh, next up is our moment of the year. This is a hard one to uh, to yeah. call. Yeah, this is um, you know what individual moment uh, you know in, in the words of our friend like this is a moment like what moment was you know uh, the moment of the year and my moment had to be um, you know obviously a moment that rocked the the WWE universe to its core. Um, it was when Roman Reigns announced to all of us, uh, to the entire world, that he was in the fight for his life against leukemia and having to take extended leave from WWE because Roman has undoubtedly been the biggest star in, in the wrestling world for like the last few years in his absence. Like, it, I mean, it really has ramifications for everyone in the business, you know, just him not being there. Um, and uh, I'm excited for him to come back. I wish him nothing but the best but yeah that that moment was shocking and sad and like i said it just it kind of like radiated out through the entire wwe universe for sure and it caught everybody off guard no one really knew it was happening our, our buddy john minadakis from jimmy's seafood uh good has become good friends with uh, roman reigns and and i think he didn't even know he got a he got a text i think a half an hour before the show from uh one of his family members just let him know the news and uh he, they really kept it pretty pretty close to the vest 
Yeah. 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 And shout out to Jimmy Seafood for, uh, you know, these uh, Roman Strong bracelets. I got Phil uh, sent the baby face, uh, technically sent the baby face, but um, I'm, I'm obviously rocking <laughs> it. Uh, is my hashtag Roman Strong uh, bracelet from Jimmy Seafood in, in support of my main man, Roman Reigns. Nice. They are doing a, an event in February. Uh, two, it's $200 a person. It, 100% of the proceeds go to uh, leukemia charities and foundations and stuff and the benefit was will be for roman reigns i believe he's going to be there but i know uh rick flair and conrad thompson and a bunch of uh i don't think they've even they're not even announcing all the people that are going to be there but uh you know it's going to be well worth the money to to go meet and greet some of your favorite uh wrestling superstars so if you're in the baltimore area and you want to uh want to come with hit your boy up you know that's great my uh my moment of the year was uh bloody becky lynch invading raw putting uh the entire wwe on notice and uh man that that moment getting punched by nia Jax might have might have mm-hmm. changed the entire year for the better uh from what we know now because we've extended that feud we've built up becky lynch as uh the, the biggest face in the company and Man, she's had a hell of a year, and she's been fun to watch. But that moment, just seeing her amidst the crowd, and and you know, with the SmackDown shirt on, is is a is probably the moment I'll remember most from this year. Yeah, it was it was pretty epic. I mean, it definitely catapulted her into just a whole nother like atmosphere of just being incredible and just being on fire. And everything that she's done since then has just been straight fire, baby. Nice. Yeah. I mean, she's been awesome. Let's go right into our, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get any disagreements here. Female superstar of the year. I mean, I'm saying Becky Lynch. I mean, the female superstar of the year. I mean, is there any doubt that (laughs) who would that be? You know, I mean, can there's no one other than the man, Becky freaking Lynch, even in this category. I mean, like, and I love so many female superstars on the roster and they are so many talented athletic women, but just as far as like, you know, her feuds and her promos and her ability just to deliver a message and just show up like, oh my gosh. And just her backstory too. I think that's what another thing that just makes her so amazing right now is that she just has this scrappy backstory where she was like the Becky Balboa and she just clawed and fought for everything that she had. You know, she wasn't handed anything like, you know, she doesn't have that star power per se, like Ronda Rousey. And she doesn't have the, um, you know, the heritage like Charlotte Flair, but I mean, she just fought and clawed to get where she is. And I think that's also what makes her just so fascinating and incredible. So, I mean, both, both uh, Phil and I agree that, you know, female superstar of the year is Becky Lynch. And I mean, she's the closest thing that we have to a modern day Steve Austin in a long time. And it's looking like she's going to be the first ever female to main event WrestleMania alongside, you know, Ronnie, I'm assuming. So Prop, you know. props to Ronda, though, in her first. I mean, she's not even through her first year as a as a as a WWE superstar. And she has been awesome. She's been in some great matches. She's improved on the stick on doing promos and charlotte's had a great year too so this was i mean in in a normal year this would be a pretty tough category to call but becky's you know last six months have been she's been the hottest thing in professional wrestling so props to her yeah yeah i agree um you know i you know i i have much love much love for my girl ronda rousey and i love charlotte flair too like it was funny because i posted something on chick foley the other day um you know it was just i was just making a joke about the matches and somebody was like you know i thought you liked because i had becky on the ladder um you know and i made a a corny joke and they're like i thought you liked charlotte flair i'm like i like them all (laughs) yeah yeah 
you have to pick somebody to root for in the match. I can't just be rooting for all three of them. Yeah, you know? everyone yeah. do well. <laughs> yeah, I want everyone to win. Like I'm not, I'm not about participation trophies. Like I want someone to come out on top. Exactly. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was just funny because they're like, oh, I thought you liked Charlotte. I'm like, how? You don't have to just like one person. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <clears throat> Next category is the match, match of the year. Match of the year. Ooh, mm. man. Go what do ahead. you got, Phil? Well, okay, I'll go first. And this is, okay. I don't know why this match sticks out to me so much. And there's some other matches that, you know, there's this, it's hard to pick one. Uh, but the Gargano Alistair Black match from NXT TakeOver, I believe that was War Games, too, uh, just told a great story. And the Champa Velveteen Dream match was really good, too, on that card. So and, and most people probably think that match is better, but I don't know. This Alistair Black Gargano match, Gargano was just plays a plays a like a, a heel, a shitty heel that isn't like, you know, super shitty. I don't I don't I don't know how to describe it, but they told a, good, so a great story in Gargano? that match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I think Gargano's issue is that he's conflicted, you know. Yeah. Like he he is that like, you know, um that that pride of wrestling type of guy that's got, you know, he's just like this homely little dude and i think he's conflicted with his heel side his evil side is coming out and i think that's why it kind of just feels like feels like that yeah yeah what's your match of the year oh man um my match of the year there i mean there were so many great matches this year but this was an easy one for me uh it was johnny gargano versus andrade cian almas at nxt takeover philly i actually our listener mail last week was asking what figures that we would like to make for an elite series and i said that i would like to make the andrade cian almas from this match one because the the ring entrance attire was incredible and two like the match was just probably one of the the best wrestling matches that I've ever seen. It was an NXT cha- championship match. And, you know, after a string of losses, like, you know, uh, Johnny Gargano finally got on a hot streak to prove that, you know, to the NXT universe that he still deserved the title of Johnny Wrestling. And then, you know, he fought and fought and then became the number one contender and got a title shot against Almas in Philadelphia. And these guys just put on, like, a technical masterclass. Like it was just nonstop action, like big move after big move. And it wasn't in that like spot fest type of way where you're just like overstimulated and you're like, okay, like I'm done seeing all of this and it burns you out. It was just like two freaking forces, two guys that just like left it all out there in the ring. And you were just on your edge of the seat like the whole time because the finish could come at any moment, you know, and you didn't know yeah. what was going to happen, you know, and Selena Vega got involved, which was incredible. And then Candice LeRae got involved, um, you know, and beat up Selena Vega. And it was just, it was amazing. I have a couple more honorable mentions. I want to drop the Becky Lynch Charlotte match. I had, I had not watched evolution all the way through, but that last woman standing match was really good on that oh, evolution yeah. pay-per-view. And uh, there was another one that I wanted to talk about, and it just oh oh the the Kurt Angle Ronda Rousey against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon match from from WrestleMania was way better than anybody thought it was going to be. It was a super fun, just like maybe not the best technical wrestling because you had Stephanie in there and Ronda was you know green green as hell but uh it's just a fun match you know it was it yeah was, but it was cool. i think i think that's when you kind of just saw like you know ronda had only been in a short time at that at that time and uh just seeing what she was able to do and train up to in such a short period of time like she surprised me i mean i knew she was like athletic and i knew she would be amazing but wrestling is a totally different art form than mma you know um and i thought she was great and yeah i like the match too i thought you know like you said it's not one of those it's not like an instant classic or anything like that but it was just it was a fun match it was it was 
great. And it got to showcase, um, you know, Rhonda and I thought it was awesome. All right. Final category, male superstar of the year. I had trouble with this one, man. Yeah. Yeah. This one was, uh, this one was tough. There was a lot of great, uh, a lot of great dudes this year that did a lot of great things, but if I have to just choose one, um, as I said earlier in the show, um, I've had a pretty NXT heavy hand this uh, for these chickies. But uh, Mr. Blackheart himself, Tommaso Ciampa, has to be my my wrestler of the year. I mean, from January on, he's been just like a driving force in the main event scene of NXT. And he's had some of the most incredible matches that I've seen in NXT with Gargano. Um and I mean, he had a freaking barn burner against Dream at War Games, and uh, like the guy just—he doesn't cut bad promos, he doesn't have bad matches. I mean, everything the man touches turns to black gold. Yeah, he's uh, he's been pretty awesome. He won. When did he win that title? Was it uh, at NXT Brooklyn? No, when was that? Was, I was in. Ju- it was in July. No, he won it. At, he won it on NXT, right? Wasn't it? Wasn't on a take takeover. I think it was. Uh, no, it was. It was. It was on a regular NXT. Yeah. Uh, it was in a regular NXT match. Yeah, because um, yeah, I think Gar- Gargano interfered and accidentally hit Black with the belt or something. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. when that that's when that whole feud started with um, you know Alistair and uh, Gargano in the you know parking lot. So yeah. I... I need to watch more Ciampa matches, but yeah, he's been fun whenever I watch him. That that Velveteen Dream match uh, from War Games was really fun. So he uh, he's up there for me. It's for me. I wanted to go main roster, and it was tough to pick someone. I mean, Braun Strowman had a nice streak there for a while, where he was the hottest thing on Raw. But I'm gonna go Seth Rollins, your boy. Uh, you know, wasn't at the top of the heap with uh with the you know the main title picture but uh he's basically been carrying monday night raw as the intercontinental champion for most of the year and you know the the, he's just consistently he's just consistently good always like i mean he is just one of those guys that it doesn't matter if he's heel or face i mean i prefer heel rollins i love you know um you know after when he was mr money in the bank and after he won uh the wwe title i i love that version of rollins but i mean there's not a bad version of rollins in my opinion yeah that was a really fun when he had the uh the stooges and he was basically you know being being a chicken shit rick flair yeah, type of, J, type J, of feel. J and j security they were amazing j and j security like made that whole like that whole gimmick i loved them so much yeah, and Seth, Seth was great in that, like kind of like taking himself too seriously type of role. But I, I like him as a face. I think he kind of pokes fun at, at uh, people in the right way and kind of peels back the the fourth wall a little bit. So, but he's had some. I mean, every time he's on Raw, he has some great matches. He, he's he's been always been fun to watch, and I'm I'm excited to see what he can do in 2019. I think bigger things are on the horizon for him now that he doesn't have the IC strap. Yeah, I think he is. I think he's back in, um, you know, heavyweight title contention. What uh, What are your predictions for 2019? Because Brock still has the title. Uh, I didn't think he would last this entire year with it, but I mean, obviously, we had the Roman thing kind of put a, a wrench in the plans. What, right. What, what do you see happening from here on out? 
Well, I mean, don't we get to decide? Aren't we the new authority for 2019? Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> that's right. That is right. Yeah. So, so whatever we say goes. Sing brothers. Um, Sing brothers split yeah. it. <laughs> but um, I think, um, I mean, I like we just talked about, I think Seth Rollins is going to get back in um, into the main event picture. I think he's going to take on Brock at Mania. Um, and I think he's going to win and have another another WrestleMania moment. Um, and I think he'll he'll carry the title for most of the year. Um I mean, I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of cool stuff. I think we're going to see a lot of our favorite NXT superstars come up and just shake things up. And hopefully, with this new this new WWE that they're trying to create, they're going to give us more matches that are just, um, you know, just for like fighting's sake. You know, like they don't have to have like this deeply ingrained storyline. Just give us stuff to entertain us. You know, schedule these matches that are um, like good, and then not have to feel like we see the same things over and over and over again. Oh, I totally forgot about Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan versus Undisputed Error. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, that ma- that match might be my match of the year. That was a fucking awesome matchup from Takeover Chicago. I think that I think that was this year. That was early in the year. Oh, it was June. That was June. Yeah. This year, I feel like this year has been so long. Oh, I guess it's my first year as a mom. So for me, like yeah. when you talk about stuff that happened back in June, I'm like, oh my god, that was like three years ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, this it, this has been my most interesting year of trying to keep up with with wrestling because you know before before the baby face came along, like you literally just like I'm like, what do you what did I do with all of my free time before? Um, so yeah, this it's funny just to like have to recall all of these um, these things when you say I'm like, wait, wait, was that January? Was that June, um, but I feel like you know we've done a good job keeping up, and um, I love I love our chicky picks. I think I'm excited to do this again next year and see like see how different they are, you know, and see what the what the landscape of the WWE looks like this time next year. For sure. Do you have one bold prediction for 2019? I don't want to put you on the spot, but it can be anything: call up, title win, retirement, return. Oh, bold prediction doesn't, for 2019. Doesn't even have to be doesn't even have to be WWE. I mean, it could be all all elite wrestling getting off the ground. Let me think. Do you have something in mind that Well, you I mean, have I, a I don't know prediction? if it's a, it's that's super specific, but I think 2019 is going to be a year where we're going to see some wrestlers get fed up from WWE and take their talents to I don't know, maybe this all elite wrestling that that Cody Rhodes and the Bucks are starting, uh, Ring of Honor, all these wrestling promotions that are starting up. There's so many places for people to to wrestle now and make money and make a really good living at that. You know, guys like uh, Rusev and some of these other guys that are super talented that just don't seem to get the breaks. Um, I know, but there's always that there's always that chance though, you know, like you can you can leave WWE and go wrestle, you know, like you said, at Ring of Honor or, you know, uh New Japan or wherever, um, you know, all elite. But like, what if you leave right before your break? And I feel like that's good that holds people because you can say what you want, the smarts can say what they want, but like People wrestle to go to WWE. I don't care what anyone says. Everybody that is an independent wrestler, everybody that is a wrestler, like when they were kids, like they were watching WWE. You know, like that was the wrestling that they were watching, and those are the superstars that they aspired to be. Um, and for, for sure. me, I feel I feel like um, you know we won't see a huge 
turnover. I don't think, I think, I think it's probably going to be the opposite. I think maybe WWE is going to absorb a lot more of that indie talent. Um, and, you know, just really monopolize the market more than they have it right now. I mean, I think that's good for, for fans of the WWE, but I think wrestling in general, I mean, imagine if WCW had just held on to stunning Steve Austin and, you know, they didn't have anything to do, you know, anything for him, but they just kind of kept him and they just had him lose matches instead of sometimes it's good for guys and good for the, you know, the businesses in general for some of these guys to go away somewhere and come back and reinvent themselves and, yeah, oh, just, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. Um, and I do kinda think what you know, Cody, so, kind of what Cody's done. I mean, he's made himself a bigger name than he ever was in WWE. I know, but I, people may call me out and say I'm wrong, but I guarantee you, one day, Cody will be back in WWE. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, so I mean, it's like you know, they can go and they can do that, and like you said, they can, they can kind of you know sow their seeds elsewhere, but you know, all roads lead back to WWE. Um, and I think, you know, like I said, I think it's going to be a great year with the, um, you know, them going to Fox and doing all of that, um, you know, with the SmackDown, I think it's going to feel more like real sports. Um, I think that's kind of the direction that they're going is to give it more of a, um, you know, instead of being sports entertainment to like give it more of an actual sports feel. Do you think by the end of 2019, Ronda Rousey or Brock Lesnar are still wrestling for the WWE? Um, I don't know about Brock, but I definitely think that Rhonda is just getting started. I hope so. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna do something with the horsewomen and build that into something against maybe Sasha and Charlotte and Bailey and Becky. That would be cool. That would be that would be really cool. Um, I would love to see. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I would love to see a uh, Rollins title reign again. He's he's the Universal title has you know eluded him up to this point. So I would love to see him get that honor and get him to carry the Universal title for a little while. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, those are our predictions. Shoot us an email at uh, askchickfoley at gmail Head over to iTunes and leave us a nice review. If you're listening to the show for the first time, welcome. We're on iTunes, obviously, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podbean, a bunch of different apps and that you can get podcasts on. We're on basically all of them, so check us out. And, uh, Sheena, I'm excited for the, the, two, the new year here with me and you doing the podcast. Uh, I love talking wrestling. I'll be honest, I've hosted a Ravens podcast for the last five years, and I've, I've come to the realization that I don't love talking about the Ravens. I kind of have to make myself record the, that podcast every week. But when I'm in my car, when I'm watching TV, when I'm talking to my friends, I'm talking about wrestling. You know, I'm not talking about football anymore as much as I do wrestling. And that's one of the things that has really been fun about this podcast. It gives me and you a nice little outlet every week to talk to people and share our thoughts on wrestling and wrestling figures. And it's been fun. Yeah, it's been a great year. Um, I'm so I'm so thankful that you reached out and you know uh, had this idea to do the podcast. If you'd have told me this time last year that I'd be doing a podcast about wrestling, I would have been like, nah, probably not, you know? <laughs> um, but um, it's awesome. I'm, I'm super excited for all the things we have lined up for, you know, 2019. We have some really cool interviews and stuff lined up for you guys. Um, and just keep supporting the show. Uh, we just hope to bring you more and more stuff that you want to listen to each and every week. We want to thank all of you guys for your support, your reviews, your ratings. It helps out the show so much. Um, and just for just being, you know, Chick-fil-A Nation. You guys are awesome. Um, 
you know, I, I, I heal off on you guys from time to time, but it's all out of love most of the time. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you guys are just great and you make Chick Foley, uh, so much fun. For sure. So for Sheena and myself, thank you guys for listening. Have a happy new year. Be safe. And we will talk to you uh, in 2019. Yeah. Happy new year. Stay classy, Marks.